Brand new LCP. Yes, sir. Man. Let me say this right now before I get started. Now, I want to give a hand clap to everybody out there, man, who is consistently showing love to the LCP, who is consistently reposting, sharing, and helping grow this shit out more and more and more every passing month, every passing fucking year. One more hand clap to you guys, man, for staying locked in, staying tuned in to that. Brand new LCP. Now, oh, man, where the fuck do I start? So this past week, a lot of you guys sent in some great fucking content pertaining to relationships, pertaining to just women and men shit in general. And I love these kind of topics because it gives me the freedom, the space to be open, to be blunt, but also the negatives. When you like when you talk about these kind of situations, you're going to trigger some people. So let me say this right now as a trigger warning at the top of this fucking episode. This is for the woman. Let me say that this fucking warning is centered at the woman. So I had grown mature woman sending some great topics pertaining to, you know, love life, marriage, dating, relationships. And they also sent me some videos, which I will play and dissect them as we go along, as well as give you guys my opinion. So if you think that you might be sensitive, you might be offended, you might be triggered at a male's perspective on issues that might pertain to a woman, this is your time right now to pause the episode and exit your fucking podcast app. Let me repeat. If you think you will be offended by a male's opinion on a female issue, close your fucking app right now. Or as Beyonce said, to the left, to the left. Swipe your shit to the left. Because when I dive into this shit, I don't want to hear nothing. Don't DM me on IG, which is Lunchroom Chatter Pod. Don't hit my DMs. Don't send no voice message. Like, I'm tired of you motherfuckers, man, being offended and that you want to tell me shit privately. Well, John, when you said this, I didn't really know. Boo. You think you're going to be offended? Close the app right now. I appreciate you guys for giving the episode a try. But now let's dive into some shit, sir. Let me see which one I want to start with first. Matter of fact, we're going to start with this first. Now, somebody sent me this shit this morning. It was a video of a female. She spoke about how she believes that a lot of women now don't cater or pursue a man in a positive light. How a lot of women now see seeing, you know, doing sweet things for your man as, ew, I'm not doing that. Like how they look down on actually having to pursue or compete for a man. Because as men, we got to pursue or compete for women. And she brought up a great point how, not all, but she said a lot of women think that just because they look good and simply because they were born, that it makes them dateable. But it don't. But let's dive into what she had to say. We're going to come back because she was speaking. Oh, what the fuck? She was speaking some real shit. Oh, my Spotify was playing. She was speaking some real shit. But let's dive into what she had to say. Now, Dave Street, bringing a man a plate, rub his feet. Just basic things. But the attitude of so many women that I see now is they don't want to cater to a man in any... It's almost like it's a dirty word. They don't want to compete for a man. They want him to just pick her because she's so special. But it's too much competition. There's too much out here. What are you doing to... That's a fact. Hold on. We're going to clap that shit up. How long have I said this shit? A lot of women feel entitled, especially now with social media. Like, social media has changed a lot of shit for the worst. I know some motherfuckers hate to admit, but social media has fucked up 
the world is positive to it, but it's also so many negatives. As a woman, just because you take a picture and, you know, like you might use a, a nice filter that makes your face look good. You know, you got the like like you perfected the pose that you turn to the left, you turn to the right, your ass is sticking out. You lay on your back, you hold your titties in, the, in front of your face and make your boobs look good. Just because you do that, it does not mean that you are wife material. How many times have we seen a male entertainer might date a woman who might be attractive? And then at the end of that relationship, he cheats. He might dump her. He might simply walk away. And then we see so many women go into the fucking comments and say shit like, oh, my gosh, she looks so good. How the fuck you drop that bag? Oh, my gosh, she looks so good. You fucked up. Why would you leave her? Y'all know it's so many things that matter in regards to a long-term relationship outside of just looks, right? Personality, sense of humor, goals, someone simply being a great fucking person to be around as opposed to a stuck-up fucking bitch. Now, and I hate saying that word, but I know some of you guys might not admit it, but every woman is not good to be around. Sometimes you get around a man or a woman, even, even on the flip side, a man. Ladies, you might see a guy, you might be like, damn, he looked good. And now you get around him and you're like, oh my God, this motherfucker is not what I thought. As men, we go through the same shit. Just because you see a guy and you know from the outside, he got a nice beard, great car, six pack, he looked good. Like once you start talking to that motherfucker, you might see shit and be like, nigga, I see why you single. So because someone looks good, it doesn't mean that they are dateable. So we got to get past that point of thinking that, oh, because a woman looked good, you know, she take great pictures. She used filters that change her whole fucking face that she's wife material because she's not. It's the small shit that matters. Now, looks matter if you meet somebody and you only trying to fuck. But when you desire a long term stable relationship. Like, I mean, long-term, marriage, kids, family, the whole fucking nine. You got to be selective of who you go to. But let's dive back in because she's dropping facts. Y'all know what time it is. This is that. Brand new LCP. Outbeat the competition. What are you doing to win over a man? And a lot of women, they don't want to do it. They want to have attitudes, you know, not be in, you know, work on themselves in any kind of way, physically, mentally, spiritually. No, they just think they just, just show up. Me being alive, being a woman with a vagina is enough for, for a man to choose me. Accept me as I am. All the men need to change. All the men need to stop being this way. But us women, we're perfect mm. out the womb. We're perfect just because we're born. We're, we're perfect Brand beings. And it's all these men. But that... It's good news for me because I'm going to compete. And as, I'm glad that they've taken. Mm. Let's clap it up. <clears throat> That's facts. Now, now some of you ladies right now are probably rolling your fucking eyes. Or as women would say now on social media, women who, who speak like that are called pick-me's. And what a pick-me is, that, that's what a lot of women believe they call women who side with men. So if you speak against what we as women on social media think, then you're called to pick me. Because everything she said was true. Everything she said was a fact. Everything she said was 100% on point. But she's going to be called to pick me. Because how dare you side with men? 
How dare you say that we as women now, not all, but how you how dare you say that so many women now think that simply because we look good or that we are born, that that's why we are desirable. You would pick me. You're supposed to be on our side, but a lot of what she said, like, it's facts. She wasn't lying. Ooh, you a lie. Not at all. Now, I'm going to go back about, let's see, about, when was this? We in 2022. This happened summer of 2021, which was last year. So I was at a family barbecue in the summertime, and there's a woman you know, on in my family who's married. She's married. She has a husband. Now, her husband, well, at the at the barbecue, he wasn't feeling good that day. You know, he was exhausted from work. He had worked a long day, had to do some Zoom calls, some Zoom interviews, and had to do a, a speaking engagement through Zoom. He was tired. So, you know, the barbecue, the food ready, food done. He tired. You know, the person cooking said, yo, the food is ready. Everybody come eat. So everybody get up to go get their food, right? Now, he didn't get up because he was tired. He said, you know what? Give me 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to get up. I'm going to eat. I'm just resting right now. I'm talking. He was talking to me. So me and him talking, everybody else get up, go get their food. You know, the shit goes on. So now his wife goes over to the food and starts making him a plate. She's like, I mean, she started hooking the shit up with the with the fucking ribs, the collard greens. Like, she she made him a good p- fucking plate, too. Now, on the flip side, you had, um, it was two women. And they told her, they was young, too. They was about, I don't know the exact age, but they was under, let's say, 33. And they told her, they said, girl, why are you making his plate? She said, oh, because my husband tired from working all week. And... I figured, you know what? I'll do something nice and make him a plate. Girl, he got legs. I'm like, what? So, you got a man who is providing for his family. Like, the wife is not working as much. This motherfucker working five to six days a week. And now you have women telling his wife to not make him a plate. Girl, he got legs. Ugh. Don't you dare make that man plate. You see, and that's the kind of stupid shit I don't like. Because it's all these fucking dumbass fucking no hypocritical type shit to where women say, well, you know, I think a man should provide for a woman and do everything and pay for everything. Because back in the day, you know, that's what my grandma said my grandpa did. Like, boo. Like, y'all know times change, right? It is no longer 1982 or it's no longer 1958 Back when, I say this consistently, back when a man had to do so much shit to make up for the shit that women couldn't do back then. Like, women's rights now weren't what they were back then. Women have way more, again, it's still restrictive now, and, like, we see things now where, like, fucking Congress is trying to monitor women's abortions and all this fucking stupid shit. But women now have way more rights and can attain more you know, value more revenue, better jobs when compared to the 1960s and 70s and shit. Again, nothing now is perfect, but it's better than it once was. I'm not saying that you got to fucking bite a, a motherfucker toenails and sh- I ain't saying that. But 
like when you when you desire a long term relationship, you want to be in a relationship that that's long, that's fruitful. Again, everything I'm saying is my opinion because this is that. Ran- it's that lunch room. Oh, hit the wrong button. It's that brand new LCP. Almost hit the wrong button. But like I said, man, everything I'm saying is my opinion. I'm not saying shit for you guys to change how you feel. If you feel that, you know, a woman does not have to do anything, does not have to cater to a man in no kind of way, that a woman should just sit back and use her pussy and her good looks to get a good man. If that's how you feel, congratulations to you. But you're lying. Ooh, you a lie. You're lying to yourself a thousand percent. And I'm saying it right now, you're not going to end up with shit. You ain't going to end up with nothing. But um, now, <clears throat> to segue into something else, and let me see. Let me see if I can put up the message. Now, I was talking to my friend online yesterday, and, you know, and over the past couple of days on Instagram, I spoke about how, you know, as a, as a, a man or woman, you can wait. You know, into a later age to quote unquote settle down and enjoy your younger days, your, like your younger years, your twenties. You could go have fun. You know, you could you could work. You could better your career. You could dive deep into whatever creative desires you have in your twenties. But like I told the woman, eventually you're going to turn thirty, and dating in your thirties it's not it's not easy. And a lot of motherfuckers think that oh well, you know. Now I'm relaxing. I'm doing. I'm doing things I want to do. And when I get in my thirties, that's when I'll I'll settle down. It's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It's not. It's not. And I had a great conversation with somebody I actually care about. And she let me see. Now she said, she said, John, you're right, a hundred percent. I definitely thought I was going to be married with the child by the time I was twenty eight. With my ex And well yeah I'm still childless and married But yeah things never go according to plan But had I But had I settled He and I would probably have been together But both of us would have been Unhappy And that's a fact That's why I said when it comes to settling When it comes to you know Just making a good decision Relationship wise It's, it's always going to be a gift and a curse so, yes, on the flip side, at a young age, you know, going back to Lori Harvey, and I want to give a hand clap to you guys who tuned into that bonus episode on Lunchroom Plus, which is available only on Apple Podcasts, which is entitled Dirty Grass. Released a bonus episode this past week, Dirty Grass, where I spoke about Michael B. Jordan, Lori Harvey, and just some, some, some good relationship shit. So you guys can, if you got an iPhone, go to Apple Podcasts, type on the episode, well, click on the episode Dirty Grass, and it's going to prompt you to sign up for Lunchroom Plus. I believe if you have never signed up, you get a free, it might be a, a three-day free trial or a week free trial. I'm not sure what it was, but um, you guys who stay tuned into that. Brand new LCP. I appreciate you guys. Now, you know, going back to the um to what she said she said, um, I'm 35 years old now. I refuse to settle and have drama. And, you know, she mentioned the fact that how she's 35, I believe that now she's in a, a happy relationship. But she's childless. And I'm not saying this as a way to knock her. I'm saying this because this is reality for so many people. That, yes, during your, um, your younger days, of course, factors got to play a part in in you settling down in your 20s. Like, for example... 
you finding a good man who's actually worthy. But if you find somebody who's actually want to be serious and settle down with you in your 20s and now you pass it up because you simply want to enjoy life more, you got to accept that life don't stop. And now once you reach your 30, your 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, most of the men you meet going to have kids already. The men you meet, it's going to be potential drama that wasn't there or might not have been there when you were in your 20s. And like I said, it's different for women as opposed to men because women got a factor in if you don't have kids and now you're in your 30s, like the pregnancy, it goes down because not all, but most men can still have kids in their 40s, even their 50s. We just seen Flavor Flav about 60 fucking years old. He got a newborn child at 60. See, man, a, a man, and, and again, I hate, I hate the fact that it's like this, but men could do bullshit and have kids in their 40s and 50s. But as a woman, once you hit 30, pregnancy starts to decline. Once you reach middle age 30, it's going down. Once you reach 40, it's going to be hard to carry a child a term. Not saying that it's impossible. I'm simply saying that. And you guys notice that as you get older, it gets difficult. Especially when it comes to having your first. So, a lot of you guys may not want to. But you, you're probably going to have to settle. And I know, like, like once that word, oh, you got to settle. I'm settling. Oh, I don't want to settle. But you might have to. At a certain age, you might have to because you don't got time to waste. If you're 33, 34, 35 years old and now you're trying to find somebody to settle down with long term, like you like you don't got time to waste dating this guy for a year, the next guy for two years, this guy for one year, because at that point, you're 40 years old. You're 40 with no kids. And now you're sitting there trying to figure out what the fuck you're going to do. But um. <clears throat> Had somebody else sending a message, man. Like I told you, man. I, hey, clap it up for you guys sending in some great messages, great fucking content. Let me see if I can pull this shit up. Now, this next clip. Ooh, my child. Ooh, child. Jesus, Lord. Let me, do I got the shit? Yes, I do. Where, you know, you guys know over the past couple episodes, I spoke about the fact that I mentioned, you know, bigger women. Not saying that they're less desirable. Not at all. All I said was that if I'm dating a woman and I meet her when she's fit or when she's slim and now she gains a lot of weight and now she's plus size, I said, yes, I would feel a kind of way because that's not how I met her. That's what I said. So so please don't flip my shit into me saying, well, John, you said you don't like bigger woman. That's not what I said. I said, if I met you and you were a certain size, and now you gained 90 to 100 pounds, I would feel away. That's what I said. Y'all know I got to flip it, because y'all motherfuckers be listening like, oh. Oh, my God. And y'all just take some shit and run with it. Now, there was a woman, I don't know um, the, um, the name of the podcast, um, a listener sent me this shit, a good friend of mine, and um, this is what she had to say. Men are not financially confident. That's who they run to, the bigger girls. Because most yeah. big girls are going to have good credit, have some money, and be able to help take care of them. And because cook. Bigger, bigger <laughs> woman says, help. 
smaller woman says, oh, I have to carry that load. Oh, I got to take care of her. Bigger woman says she going to help me. She going to put this load over her back. So Because that's man, what she has to do to keep to, a man, to, to maintain to a man. Make, to make up for it. Yeah. So the man, again, not want to just sacrifice, step up, be by yourself for some time, get your money right. It's I'll just go get a big rush of help. It's easy. I'm going to say right now, I don't agree with that shit. Not, not at all. Not one bit. <clears throat> and that goes back to what I played earlier in the episode about how the fact that when a woman can't find a man, there's excuses. There's blame. Well, you know, he don't want to settle down with me, so, you know, he would prefer a bigger woman right now because he can't handle me. Like, that's the dumbest shit. I, uh, the stupidest shit. Like, how do you know maybe that man just don't like a bigger woman? Like, just because you choose to not date somebody who's big when you meet them, that don't mean somebody else feel the same kind of way because I can guarantee for 100% fact right now, there are plenty skinny women out here who's had a man who's cheated on him with a big girl. 100%. So I don't like when I see women and, like, they start bashing bigger women. Well, you know, a man is only with you because he's not ready for me right now. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. And um, like I said to start the fucking episode, just because you slim, you look good, you think you look Instagram ready because the filter and the sunlight is hitting your face right, does not mean you are wife material. Because you think, you know, when you turn to the left, your ass stick out right. That that means you are wife material. It don't mean, uh-uh, uh-uh, boo, bitch. No, no. It's not what it means. Sit your ass. That, that's not what the fucking means. And that's why I said everything relates back to social media. Social media influences everything. Marriage, love, clothes, what songs you like, what fucking shows you like, how you fucking talk to your spouse, what, you, what your fucking desires are. Social media influences so many things. And I hate it. I fucking hate it, man. Again, on the flip side, this positive to social media. It's helped me um, start the podcast. It's helped me connect with some of you guys who I feel like are amazing. It's helped me bond and connect and grow with so many strangers had I not been able to do if it weren't for social media. So I want to clap it up. Hold oh on, wrong my button. God. I want to clap it up for that. But like I said, um, to me, I'm not angry at what she said because people can say whatever the fuck they want to say. But... The fact that it's a lot of people who actually think like her. The fact that it's people now and how when you go online, like the, the validation, the likes and the, the fucking men that go in your comments and post the fucking drool emo- emojis. It's made a lot of people feel that that kind of attraction means that your wife material when you could be as sexy as you want to be with a bad fucking attitude and you aren't wife material. If you look good, you know, visually, but you a bitch when you start talking, that don't mean you're a wife material. That don't mean that you are worth dating. It means you look good, but everything else about you is trash. It's trash. That's what it means. Like, like, for example, you know how when you go out to eat and like the waiter might bring you your steak, the steak look good. He got the little parsley and shit on it. It's seasoned up. It look good. But now you cut that steak open, the shit not even cooked right. It's still inside the steak is still cold. 
Blood falling out the bitch Like that's how it look It's a fucking mirage On the outside you look good But now when you dive deeper And you start cutting inside And having more Engaging real conversations You begin to see how Motherfuckers be raw They don't be fully dumb But they look good That's why I say man You gotta be mindful You gotta be aware You gotta actually Look at what the fuck you're doing You gotta Have great conversations man Cause social media Don't let the shit fool you because somebody look good, they got a nice ass. On the flip side, because a man look good, he got a beard, he got a six-pack, he got a nice car, he keep posting. It don't mean that nigga is hubby material. But we're going to take a quick break. Y'all know what time it is. This is that. Brand new LCP. Again, man, you guys who want to support even more than you do now, my cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718 You guys can click. In any episode podcast description, you guys can sign up to become a monthly supporter for as low as $1, $5, or $10. Everything you guys contribute, it helps, it keeps going towards keeping these episodes coming, man. Great production, great sound. It's everything that you guys know and love. I do it by myself, man. I create these episodes by myself. I produce them by myself. Everything is done by your boy himself. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go nowhere, baby. <laughs> I'll be back. It's your man, John A. Schultz. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Welcome back to that. Brand new LCP. Oh, man. Now, before I get... Into some more shit Now I want to give a shout out to my girl Nicole Now she's been on the episode before She's been on about two or three episodes in the past But you know summertime is coming up And you know as you guys know I don't know if you if it's hot where you guys are at But here in Atlanta We're going to have 90 degrees and up For nine straight days Now you know when it's hot outside All you want to do is work and go home And now if you're in a relationship You got a boo, you got a bae, you got a hubby You want to stay home and when you stay home, you're probably going to start fucking. Yes, sir. You're probably going to stop fucking if you stick Now, you know, Nicole, she has a sex website. Now, her website is Nicole's Little Black Box. Now, on her site, she has some of everything. And I know, you know, when she was on um the podcast, I believe it was episode 80-something or 60-something, one of them episodes, and, you know, she, she really gave me a lot of information on how there are many sex toys that men can use because growing up, you know, um, I had a, a a negative stigma in regards to sex toys. I still haven't used one, but now I'm more open to using one than I was previously. And I owe Nicole everything in regards to opening up my mind because let me go to her website real quick. Now, again, her website is called Nicole's little black Now, she told me when she was on the episode that, you know, if men who like to masturbate, men who masturbate, instead of doing it with your hand like a fucking old ass motherfucker, you could go, you could get the, the realistic fucking mouth. Now, one, she got one mouth. It says, this, wow, this mouth is called the fuck me silly to go deep throat cocksucker mega stroke mouth. I wish you motherfuckers could see this shit right now. Again, go to this website, Nicole's Little Back Box. My men, go to For Him, and you're going to see the fuck me silly to go. Deep throat, mega stroke, cocksucker, stroke mouth, whatever the fuck you say. Now, in the fucking description, it says, 
Take your fun on the run with the fuck me silly to go. Cleverly sized to be both lifelike and co- bitch. The shit got teeth. The only thing I don't like, like now the mouth only comes in white. You know, no offense to my my white listeners. I'm gonna give you guys a hand clap. It's a realistic mouth, and what I assume is that you got to put your dick inside. Since I'm cleverly sized, both lifelike and compact, the shit come with teeth. What the fuck? Slide between those luscious lips, past the supple tongue and realistic teeth into the textured throat that's always open and ready to deep throat your hard rock cock. Bitch, I'm about to buy 10 of these motherfuckers right now. Again, you guys can go to Nicole's Little Black Box. You guys can follow her on IG at Nicole's Little Black Box. One more time for Nicole. Now, I want to end this shit by talking about something I posted on Instagram. Now, on Instagram, I spoke about if I'm in a relationship with someone and I asked the woman. I said, okay, as a man, me asking honestly and wanting real advice. If I'm in a relationship with a woman and now she gains weight, like what is a respectful way to go about bringing that up to her that can, one, number one, be respectful, and number two, minimize the impact of me getting put in the doghouse because maybe I didn't really say it in the proper way that she felt was respectful. Because, you know, as a man, it's always tough, like when when it comes to, I don't want to say criticizing, but when it comes to mentioning a woman's weight, that's always a touchy subject. Now, I'm going to play for you guys. Well, I want to read what some of the responses were. One person said, tell me straight up, honestly, I'll get mad, but we can both work together. Clap it up. That's fire. That's fire. And I said, like, that's why it's important to get into a relationship with somebody who's mature, somebody who's who just has a, a great high intellect, ment- especially their mental capacity. If you date somebody immature, somebody childish, somebody who gets all of their feelings, likes, and wants, needs, and desires from social media, it's hard to have these real kind of conversations because anything you say is going to be taken the wrong way. It's going to offend. Or some might take it as, well, uh, I don't think you like me anymore. And I'm like... Because somebody mentions your weight does not mean that they no longer like you. Like, life is short. Like, we all on earth for an uh, undetermined amount of time. It might be another month, another year, another five years, or it might be another 60 years. We don't know. Now, one, one response that shocked the fuck out of me. Let me see. Whew, one person said, he shouldn't. That is not his business. That's part of life. People change, hormones, health issues, etc. I don't know. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. I don't agree. Now, my response was that I said, if I'm married or in a relationship, my health should be someone's business. We are a unit. So please tell me if I'm gaining weight or if I or if I have unhealthy habits. I believe it's not a stranger's business to address things with you, but your partner Your health is definitely their business, especially if they care about you in this short life that we live. That's all I'm saying. I feel like it's dangerous, man, uh, to say that, you know, if I gain weight, then, you know, it's not my partner's business. It is because 
no matter how you gain weight, if it's due to unhealthy eating habits or if it's due to a health condition, if that person loves you, then I believe they have every single right to address that with you if they care about you and want to see you continue to just fucking have a life, to live, to be happy and not walk around mentally depressed or or just fucking out of it because you don't feel good about yourself and who you are as a person. So, as always, man, I want to give a hand clap to you guys for... For contributing For actually letting your voices be heard Because a lot of motherfuckers They be scared Every time I ask a fucking question On Instagram Motherfuckers go ghost They get silent They watch But they don't say shit It's okay to have an opinion It's okay To let your voice Be heard Now somebody who's letting Their voice be heard You know Tisha Campbell She played Gina on Martin And so many other fucking shows Movies Over the course of her long career Now I believe on June 16th, they have the Martin Reunion, which is airing exclusively on BT Plus. And Tisha Campbell Martin, she has been making the rounds about the reunion. And she sat down with um, Gail King. She spoke about how her and Martin were able to rekindle their past friendship and how they had to work really hard to reconnect and forgive. Because if you guys forgot, when, um, when the Martin show ended, Tisha Campbell had sued Martin for sexual harassment But this is what she had to say When she sat down with Gail King Let's get this clip pulled up for you guys With everybody We were finishing each other's sentences We were joking, we were laughing It was like being on set again yeah. I know it was really fun to see you guys together too Because yeah. you could tell there's love there You know when the show ended There was tension between you and Mark uh-huh. You had filed a lawsuit against him And he said it wasn't true How were you able to get back on track with him Because clearly you guys have we worked it out. We're we are we worked really hard to reconnect, mm, to did. forgive, and it's really this reunion is about a celebration yeah, of everything that. that we did, everything that we accomplished, and our growth as human beings. Mm. And so we concentrated mostly on that. On that. Mm-hmm. But I, I look at your life though, and your. I want to clap it up, man, because now. I know some of you guys, man, maybe even some women are going to be mad the fact that she reconnected and is back on good terms with somebody who she accused of sexual harassment. Because some of you guys may see it as her not standing her ground. But in this life that we have, like I always say, man, life is short. They previously had a, a working relationship. They were close. Even if it was close only due to working together. Like life is short. I believe that people can grow, people can reconnect, people can, you know, learn to forgive each other, especially as adults, once a conversation is had, because I'm 32 years old. I've done things when I was, when I was 21, 22, 23, that looking back now, I probably wouldn't do again. And that's why I say when it comes to growth, when it comes to just recognizing that in the past, maybe you did some shit that was fucked up. When I'm on Lunchroom Plus, I had an episode entitled, um, I forgot what it was called, where I spoke about myself and my past flaws, past shit that I did, that I'm that that I wasn't proud about. And how, you know, eventually, maybe about two, three years after that situation ended, I actually got her number again and I called her and I apologized. Now, ever since that apology, I've I've never spoken to her again. But as I was growing, as I was maturing mentally, 
I realized that back then, a lot of shit I did, it was fucking wrong. And I believe that everybody deserves the right to grow, especially if what you did wasn't physically harmful or it didn't result in a life being lost. Because now, you know, if God forbid, I, you know, I, let's say I went out and I killed somebody's whole fucking family. That's different. But see, my, my past struggles and my past flaws that I was talking about was due to me being insecure, due to me being jealous. And I felt like I made her life a living hell back then. And once I thought back and realized like, fuck, like back then I was doing what I thought was right. But in hindsight, it was some fucked up shit. And like I said, it takes a man, it takes a grown woman to actually understand and recognize the growth in just go above and beyond to be a better person. Now, segue from that, man. Told you guys on the bonus episode, um, which dropped last week on Lunchroom Plus exclusively on Apple Podcasts, where I spoke about the rapper Trouble and how he was tragically gunned down at an apartment complex in Atlanta, Georgia. Lil Boozy, we all know Lil Boozy for being energetic, being humorous, being entertaining. He spoke at the funeral. And he broke down. And I believe that even men have the right to be emotional. Even men have the right to, to cry. Because it's always a stigma that, you know, men shouldn't cry. Men should be tough. Men should suck it up. Men should deal with trauma in a masculine way. But no, sometimes we hurt. Sometimes we want to cry too. But this is what Lil Boozy had to say at the funeral for his friend Trouble. I ain't get to tell my boy thank you. So, I won't tell trouble thank you. He always supported me, you know. Now, my nigga, you know, and uh, I'm hurting for y'all because I'm hurting for five years. You know, I wasn't with him 30 years, you know, so. I just want to tell that nigga thank you, you know, for that was my boy, you know, and uh, I just want to tell him thank you, that was my boy. <clears throat> As always, man, when um, when somebody passes away tragically, I don't want to come on here and be sad and be sorrow. I want to clap it up, man. Especially when people, like, not... Clap it up because the person passed away. Clap it up because in in a short 34 years on this earth, like I always say, man, like we on this earth for an amount of time that we just don't know. Like we know we're going to die, but we just don't know when. And the fact that in 34 years, he accomplished things that a lot of people don't, don't accomplish at the age of 60. I believe that that's that is fucking powerful, man. Like, like I always be in awe when people pass away. At a young age And they accomplished so much Because on the, on the flip side It's people that pass away At the age of 40 and 50 Who tragically Due to Whatever path they took in life They might not accomplish What this young man did In 34 years on earth And the part that pains me Is that I don't know if he has a wife Or I know he has a mom Of siblings You know just He got kids And just thinking about the fact that at the young age of 34 years old, 
This man is no longer coming back. And I believe that a lot of people don't realize like the like how final it is when it comes to death because on social media it's a lot of bullshit. People think everything is a joke. It's it's fantasy. But real life happens. Like you can't come back from death and I just wish that we get to a point where we can sit down, we can have conversations, we can have better conflict resolution that does not always result to gun violence, man. Like if you guys want to fight, fight, shake hands and go home, man. Like I know I can't be the only one that's fucking exhausted with you know, with young men, young women, kids, teens, you know, school students, you know, senior citizens at the supermarket losing their life through the gun violence, man. I know we say this time and time again. I've said this so many times on here to where I'm kind of getting exhausted talking about it. Like, I don't think that no one should die at the age of 34. I don't think that no that no kids should die at the age of 9 or 10 be slaughtered in their fucking classroom. Because I remember when I was when I was 9 or 10 years old, like going to school to me was a safe haven. I remember being 9 or 10 years old and like, let's say for example, like y'all know how before a holiday like Thanksgiving before Christmas, a lot of kids don't go to school because they try to get that that extra day of their holiday. I remember one day I told my mom, I said, "Ma, you know, Christmas vacation is tomorrow. Let me stay home. It's the last day of school before a break. She said, no, I don't want you staying home because I got to go to work. And, I, and I, I want you to go to school because I want to know that you are safe when I'm at work. So go to school. And the fact that 20 years later, a lot of people, a lot of parents, kids fear going to school because it's not a safe haven. That always makes me think back, like I said, to when I was growing up and how my mom always told me, nope, you're not staying home. You, your brother, your sister, you're going to school so you can be safe when I'm at work. I don't want you guys home in the project, in this apartment, and there's nobody here with you. But nowadays, kids go to school. You got police, security, teachers, principals, you know, sister principals, coaches, everything at the school. And motherfuckers still busting. And kill over a dozen kids, man. So I hope that we get to a place in society to where we can have, you know, just better conflict resolution, better peace. And um, it's tough, man. But for you guys who always stay tuned in, stay locked into that brand new LCP to that lunchroom. Brand new LCP. I want to clap it up for you guys, man. Like I make these episodes by myself independently. So when you guys please, please, please. Share the podcast on your your fucking favorite social media site. Snapchat, Facebook, IG, you know, text your friends. Like, do not listen to the podcast. Love it. Enjoy it. Send me DMs on Instagram. But then you don't talk about it on social media. The only way to help to help spread the podcast, keep the podcast going, have better conversations, real topics, real, just real shit, is for you guys to assist me in helping spread the word on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, wherever you go to let off your steam. I understand that on social media, motherfuckers want to go in there and live a fantasy life, post memes, celebrities. But just just take one second out your week. Post about the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Post about that. Brand new LCP. Until next time. 
Y'all know who it is, man. It's the John A. Shelf's the sexiest man alive, the sexiest man your grandma wants. But you know what? She ain't gonna get me. She ain't gonna get me because I'm too fine for your grandma. I want your auntie. <laughs> you guys stay safe, man.